Welcome to Novel Approach, Episode 9, for the 21st of July, 2022, with your host, James Soden, and special guest, M. Catherine Bunton. to Novel Approach. Uh, this is uh, your host, Jim Soden, and I have with me today as a guest, Molly Bunton. Uh, we're going to be doing a series of three interviews over the next three weeks, and uh, Molly is a local St. Louis writer, uh, has written children's books, adult books, and um, even a handbook uh, recently for um, high school and college students, uh, college-bound high school students and, and students in college. And so I'd like to go ahead and introduce her at this time and have Molly talk a little bit about her background, uh, how she came to writing, and, and what she enjoys about the writing process. So Molly, welcome to Novel Approach. Hi, Jim. It's good to be here. I appreciate uh, being here and having a chance to talk about my books uh, and a chance to be with you because uh, we've been together for quite some time. And um, I guess when you think about uh, how a writer becomes a writer, there's different points in a writer's life that um, are kind of bellwether and they happen at different ages and different times. When I was small, and I have told this story before, my mother and I did a jingle to get a Hopalong Cassidy plate, which I was really excited about. I was really little at the time. But the vision of her and I doing that together <clears throat> is one that I will never forget. And she... I suppose it wasn't me, wrote a poem. Well, that poem, whatever it was, got us the old Hopalong Cassidy plate. So as time went on, having such good teachers with the Daughters of Charity, who really emphasized literature and poetry, um, they were a catalyst in my life to continue doing what I could to put words together. Um, high school and college added to that because I majored in literature at uh, both University of Missouri and Washington University. And then um, had the great opportunity to teach literature and English grammar somewhat <clears throat> and um, creative writing. Uh, and because I was able to teach creative writing and I, I felt it was such a blessing, I wanted to be a creative writer myself. So I started writing well before I ever retired from some other day jobs. And I thought, if I'm going to write, it's going to be very creative. So. Speaking of my day jobs, I had many opportunities to write 
all kinds of things um, from memoranda during the uh, Vietnam War when I worked for the Army at MECOM um, and then working for a congressman uh, was challenging and I had opportunity to write to citizens and um, talk about their concerns. And then working for the St. Louis County Executive, it really opened up my writing career because I was able to write policy papers, grants, and press releases. So all of those things kind of added to my ability to uh, teach myself over time um, how to write a variety of things. Well, it led to my creation of a children's book series. And I would think one of the most important things that came out of that series was I researched something that I didn't know very much about, and that was the rainforest. Something about trees and plants and vegetation uh, was of great interest to me. So I always want to tell young writers, do not worry about having to write only things that you know about, because sometimes it's a lot more exciting to do research and learn about things you don't know about and write about them. So over time, after lots of research, um, a little boy came into being to help me save the rainforest. And he was Evan, the little maestro. And he became the Pied Piper of a rainforest that had lost its musical ability. Nothing was working in synchronization until he came along with his little flute and made everything better. And I guess that's a metaphor for the rainforest itself getting better. Uh, I wish people would leave it alone and quit destroying the vegetation there. And that may never happen. But the rainforest is a magical place. It's a place that feeds us the oxygen we need. It was a belt uh, that ran across the globe and it created such lush uh, plants and flowers. Well, the little maestro in my first book in the series is trying to synchronize the plants and the trees and the, so that they can all make their music together. He comes across the liana blossoms and they were a big part of the rainforest and the blossoms were just failing. But through his ingenious uh, ideas of propping them up to get the sunlight and of course singing to them and taking care of them, they got better. And I wanted to have that image of a young person helping so that other young people would get the idea that they needed to help the environment too. They needed to be sure that they made this a part of their life. 
um, there's so many challenges and so many ideas and things we can take up in life. But I wanted some of the kids to think about the ecology. And of course, now it's gone full blown with, are we going to tend to this climate crisis or not? Losing the rainforest is a piece of the problem. So I hope that my little maestro book will do something to help that. Well, to help the little maestro in his quest to save the rainforest, I created Stargirl. She comes from a planet and she's a young, energetic star girl. And she knew what was going on in the rainforest and she wanted so badly to help. So in book two, which is Stargirl, The Secret of Stardust, she comes along and she helps. She teaches the children the meaning of harmony. She understands that because she knows how all the constellations work in harmony together. And the little maestro needed kids to understand that and all the plants and animals that he worked with if you don't work in harmony, things just aren't going to work. So I thought, you know, we really need um, a journey. Literature is filled with the idea of the journey in life. So the little maestro takes a journey, uh, a wonderful journey, to something fairly close by called the cloud forest. The cloud forest is a gorgeous place, way up among the clouds and he comes across a new character that I created and I think I created him because I wanted to save not only the rainforest but the beautiful monarch butterflies that visit the Oyamel fir forest in New Mexico. When people tell you hey you can't save the world well you know what that kind of falls flat with me because I want to save the world and everything I see in it. So I just keep trying through my writing. Um, I feel blessed that I'm able to do it. And um, as long as I can, I'm going to keep trying. So the butterfly peddler uh, had an ingenious idea. Uh, he kept the butterflies safe in his great coat, his great cape. But to really keep all the butterflies safe, somebody had to keep the IML fur forest safe. And how do you do that? Well, everything costs money. So he took some precious wood from the forest that was going to be destroyed or left over. And he began to carve out butterflies. And over time, people came along and they bought those beautiful carvings. And that gave him some funding to carry on. So the butterfly peddler and Stargirl and the little maestro, three of my main squeezes, okay? I love those three characters that I've created. They decided they would take a trip in a flying ship. So they took a trip and they came across some beautiful little butterflies that were having trouble because a storm came. Oh, 
conflict in literature. That's what we want, conflict. And so it was up to those characters who show children what it is to help each other, to have harmony. They saved, of course, the little struggling butterflies to get them through the storm. Um, In book four, Stargirl kind of branches out on her own. That's when I realized that Stargirl was really going to be somebody in in my writing experience. And book four is about the way she did another rescue and saved the beautiful fairy tales that were caught up in space. Book five, we find that our characters, the little maestro, Stargirl, the butterfly peddler, and others, they take another journey. Um, emphasizing the idea of journeys and um, children doing uh, journeys of their own. A journey doesn't have to be a trip in a car. A journey is a way you get somewhere. So they took a journey all the way here to where I live, St. Louis, and they met some children. And those children were born under the arch, the great, beautiful St. Louis Arch. And they were known as the St. Lou Crew. They had some great characters who, over time, tie in with the kids and the characters from the rainforest, and they all decide to call themselves the Big City Kids because they have quite a group. Well, they all went together back to the rainforest and did their best, they put on a play to save the trees and to try to help in any way they could. And it was a wonderful five series book, uh, series of books that spawned two more ideas. Well, why can't the big city kids write their own stories? Sure they can. What happened in the first five books was we created a rainforest club. We thought about nature. We thought about how to work together. And those books were activity books. We were learning in those books at the end of almost every one how to write. We were learning how to write some poems, how to write stories. So those activity books helped the big city kids say to themselves, well, we can write our own stories in poetry. And thus they wrote, with the help of the St. Lou crew, the history of St. Louis in rhyme. They wrote all about how St. Louis was founded and they did it in poetry. And it was a it was a wonderful experience for them, and it led the same big city group to find their way from poetry to prose. And they wrote, "Fun stories are your backseat and bedtime buddies." So they decided to branch out and write their own stories for children. 
in that book, your backseat buddies, are stories by these characters, the butterfly keeper, peddler, the St. Lou crew members, and each story really gives children an idea of how to better work together and have fun at the same time. So all in all, the first children's series led to more stories. And of course, that's what writing does. Every word I write could lead to another story in a poem or an essay or anything at all. And so word choice is so extremely important when you're writing. And I for sure uh, write in such a way where um, I always told my students, first you kind of get up your guts. You just put it out there, whatever it is. That's your first draft. And then after that, you go back and you read it and you say, hmm, I think what I really wanted to say was, and then that begins the editing process. So I do that maybe, uh, I would say, over and over and over and over and over and over and over until I get a sentence, a paragraph, uh, a main idea put together like I want it. Some people say, oh, writing, writing's hard. Well, it's like anything else. You put some time into it and um, you get out of it what you put into it. And I'm pleased with my Rainforest series and the fact that those kids, because they did their activities and taught themselves how to write, they started writing themselves. So that's kind of that story. I have a, a question, Molly. Uh, where did the uh, book uh, Showtime in uh, Storytown fit into the um, the sequence? Well, that was the last book. And the Rainforest Kids, as I said, tied in with the uh, St. Lou crew. And they decided that as a group, working in unity, in unison, they could do great things. So it was their idea to travel back to the rainforest because they had their air balloons sitting right there and ready to go, that they could do more good if they went back and put on a play about how to save the trees. In one book, you will find the tree of beginning again, that the children in what they call the eternal rainforest, and that's a real place, Mm -hmm. they tend tend to the tree. And the idea of the tree of beginning again, which was uh, my idea to plant that in the middle of the eternal rainforest, that gives children such hope. And that theme of beginning again uh, kind of threaded its way all the way through to my most recent student handbook uh, because one of the uh, Beatitudes that I mentioned in that book is uh, 
begin again and again. And I just think that's the most hopeful idea. It inspires me to think no matter what I do, if I make a mistake in my writing, I can just begin again and do it over and it'll all be fine. And kids need to know that. So that's kind of how that book came along. Okay. It's been a while since some of the, I read some of those early ones and I wasn't able to go back and reread all of them uh, before we talked, but I did uh, sort of skim along and look at them and, and everything. And I was trying to remember how that would fit into the sequence. The thing that you mentioned about um, editing or revising is an interesting part too, because it's one of the things that um, writers and editors have talked about. Uh, and I know there's uh, an essay that I used to use in class a lot by E.B. White. And when the uh, in 1969, when we had the uh, first moon landing, uh, he wrote an essay for one of the big magazines. I don't remember now whether it was Look or Life, but um, he wrote the essay and then thought about it, rewrote it, rewrote it. And I've seen, I believe, six different variations of it before he finally got it the way that he wanted. And that's the one, of course, then that was published. But um, uh, all good writers and um, uh, creative people tend to do that process of looking at it and starting and and redoing. It's it's very rare when uh, when a writer uh, gets it the first time, you know. Um, and well, I think, interestingly, what you've created um, in a much different kind of way. Uh, is your own um, cosmology, I guess is the word I would use. It's something similar to what Faulkner did with uh, his Yachna Tapafa County, uh, where he creates uh, an environment and the people and a history uh, all as a part of it. And I hear that emerging in your writing where you've created uh, this um, imaginary location, but it also ties in with actual places uh, on Earth and uh, actual issues and concerns that we have. So, yeah, when I get my um, when I get time after this next uh, series that I'm working on now, I want to go back to my idea of creating a visual <clears throat> that shows uh, where the rainforest is, where the cloud forest is, where my characters traveled to St. Lou to meet the crew, where the migration is of the monarch butterflies, and where the beautiful star is, where they're um, like guardian angel came from to help them in their quest to save the forest, to save the trees, to save the vegetation and the butterflies. I would really like to create that because one character 
that stays in the background of all my writing uh, is the queen. The queen in Stargirl allowed her to leave her special place in her constellation and come down to earth and help the little maestro in his quest. Well, the queen is the background for everything. And she is my impetus to make all of this happen. And so the visual that I would want to create is what I call the queen, the queen of goodness and joy. And that's what I want children to hang on to. It's what my mother gave me in my childhood. Nothing but goodness and joy. Oh, or did other things happen? Sure. But if you give children a chance to live in that environment, they blossom. They just blossom. And obviously the queen in the background is based on the woman that wrote that jingle when I was about five years old. It's based on my mother. And if you think back, if you decide to try your hand at writing, become a writer, somewhere in you, you will find those people and places that were very supportive of you in your quest to become a writer. I use quest a lot because so many things in life are a quest, but it's okay because it's fun to pursue them. And um, if I can get that map of where all of my places I've created exist, it will make children understand much more about the series, the rainforest series, because anytime you have a picture, it's definitely worth a whole lot of words, a whole lot of words. So that's where that's at. Right. And that sounds uh, in- intriguing just on its own. So I'm uh, looking forward to that and, and hope that that's something that you can get developed uh, uh, as soon as possible. I do. Well, we're getting pretty close to the end uh, of this um, segment this week. And I know then next week uh, we're going to be meeting again and going over uh, some of your uh, other books. Any last uh, thoughts or words on the uh, rainforest, uh, the books, uh, the characters, uh, or your own writing um, that you want to share? What I could say about choosing the rainforest as my first endeavor with children's books, um, a lot of adults would enjoy these books because they are filled with scientific information about the rainforest. And in one of my books, I can't remember which one, I tell prospective writers, don't be afraid of research. It can be a lot of fun and you can pretend that you're a detective and that you're looking for something interesting and you gather these facts and all of a sudden you have a story going. So if there's anything uh, out there that interests you in life, 
from uh, worms to nursing to colors to buildings, whatever it is, and you don't know anything about it, you think, oh, I couldn't write about that. Oh, yes, you can. You can do your research and have a great time doing it. Right. So, um, all right. Well, uh, Molly, I want to thank you for being here this week and sharing your ideas. And I look forward to um, our next uh, encounter next week. And so let me uh, thank our listeners for being here and remind them that um, Molly's books are, um, I think most of them, uh, if not all of them, are available um, on Amazon.com and perhaps other bookstores. She goes by the letter M, period, Catherine Bunton. Uh, rather than Molly Button. So um, I forgot about that. It's M. Catherine Button. <laughs> M. Catherine Button, yes. Uh, Molly is only for her friends. Uh, I guess I get to be counted among that group. So. Well, yes, you are. <laughs> and everyone should have a gnome de plume. I always tell a my. Gnome de plume, huh? <laughs> oh, Especially if you're on the road to somebody. Come on. Yes. <laughs> that And if you appreciated the um, podcast today, we hope that you will subscribe and be able to listen uh, each week. We typically try to get these released on a Thursday. Um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Anyway, the novel approach is brought to you by Bearhound 7 Productions and uh, the Something Different Network. And so this is Jim Soden thanking you for being with us this week.